fucking shit, you guys! I'm driving in a car, but I just got a notification that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died! Fuck! Could this year get any fucking worse? Ruth, you just had to make it to 2021! Perception, Perception is... Reality. Reality. Alright, well, uh, that was definitely weird and creepy, but I feel like it's just kind of par for the course with the folks that we've been dealing with. Uh, here's the thing. I couldn't imagine, like, any other time in life where someone would act that way. And, and keep in mind, I walked into a house and found my father dead in the floor. My mother found her brother hanging in a closet. And a whole bunch of family members sat around a bed and watched my grandmother die peacefully. And nobody ever just screamed when any of those circumstances occurred. So I think it's very strange when just unknown people start screaming like that because of other unknown people died. It's very weird. Uh, welcome to Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilbury, and Reagan is here with us yet again. It is the 122nd episode of the show. Of course, I'm going to ask that you share the show with everyone you know. Remind them they can find us on all major podcast hosting sites. They can find us by searching the full name of the show, Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbury, or the easiest way is simply by Googling Bilbury Podcast. That's B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast. Also, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Bilbury318 or Christopher H. Bilbury. There, the conversation always continues. So, the big news in the world since last episode, since last Tuesday, since the last time that person mowed the yard at Reagan's house, was... Uh, no, no big deal. That's, that's Sorry, perfectly that was- no problem. What was it? A, a, a scooter? A, yeah, like a motor, one of those little. Was that Anthony on his way to the? Things? No. <laughs> oh, I'll probably cut that out. I shouldn't have said his name. Was that your husband's uh, moped on the way to the Quickie Mart? Uh, that was yeah, bad. Yeah, uh, it looks anyways, like a moped. Was it really a moped? I'd like to have a moped. Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, yeah, you know, I don't know if you've heard any good, notable uh, news or any amazing deaths. Uh, lately, but um, last week, last f- Friday, I believe, uh, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, passed away at the age of 87 years old. She, the notorious, the notorious RBG. RBG. Um, so here's the thing with 
with her. Um, I, I did an amazing, like, little eulogy thing. I mean, I knew, like, pretty early on. I, I, I don't know when other people knew and when it started coming out, but somebody actually contacted me and said, oh, my God, did you hear that uh, RBG died? And I was like, no, and I looked it up, and it was true, and I, like, ran back to the house to uh, put some information together. Being the nerd that I am, I am definitely into the Supreme Court I know, like, the layout of the court. I know who the Supreme Court associate justices are, and that's something that I follow, Um, having worked in a prosecutor's office and been around attorneys. I have a former brother-in-law who's an attorney and was a fan of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, so I I know a little bit about her just being a political junkie. Obviously, I'm aware that she was definitely a progressive uh one of the biggest issues i have with her is a is a quote that she made i think maybe in like 2012 when she said that she does not look to the constitution for uh inspiration that and does not think that um, that the constitution is necessarily good for america and i'm kind of paraphrasing the quote but she said something to the effect of if she was formulating a constitution today in today's world whenever she made this quote a couple several years back now that she would look to the constitution of like a country in africa uh, before looking to our own, and and I just I have major issues with that. I I just I don't understand what the deal is with folks on the left doing that. That being said, I still respect her for what she accomplished. I'm able to have a little bit of moderate in me, and I can say you know it's really amazing what she accomplished. It's horrible when anybody dies. I uh, offer prayers and thoughts and sympathy to her family and friends and loved ones. And I understand that this death does affect many people in many different ways. I don't know that anybody should be screaming and crashing their car off the roadway because of it. You know, that's like in one of the live videos I said, could you imagine the... Yeah, that's a little crazy. 35-year-old beating the horses in the buggy, going down the the cobblestone road, you know, and saying, oh, my God, did you just hear back at the hitching post? We heard that Chief Justice Morrison Waite died uh, of of the pneumonia during this uh, 1888th year of our Lord. Ah, you know, I've never heard anybody doing that before. Uh, Rehnquist died in, in office like in 2005, and I don't remember people screaming. I just feel like we're in a, such a new world where emotion rules the day and, and not fact. And I feel like, really honestly, Ruth Bader Ginsburg from quite some time back would, would not like that. I just feel like it's so weird, and I just... It's so creepy, creepy, creepy. But what I wanted to talk about, and I think what people kind of wanted us to talk about, was taking a look at what this means for the the high court. The Supreme Court is oftentimes called the high court. It's the highest court in, in our country, in, in the land. 
and what this means. I mean, you know, normally when you think of judges, you're supposed to be thinking of people who are, you know, fair and impartial and are doling out the law and uh, justice as as it as it were. But as everyone knows, judges run for office or they are appointed, so they are very much Republican or Democrat or, or Libertarian or, or whatever. So politics does play a role in it. It definitely plays a role in the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is currently made up of nine justices. There is one chief justice, which is currently John Roberts, so it's called the Roberts Court. And there are eight associate justices. Obviously, right now, we are down one justice. And the first thing I need to say, and I want to say, and I want to make sure that people are aware, because I hear people say this, and they've been saying it. Well, they have to push this through because we have to have nine justices. No, no, we don't. There have been plenty of times throughout history that we have operated with under the amount of justices that a full bench has. So that's that's not something that we need. They can hear cases. Their session is not currently underway, but it will be in just a few weeks. They will start their next session on the 5th of October. So they are close to going into session and hearing cases, but they can absolutely do that with the eight of them. So there's no push as far as that goes. And I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to ask you your thoughts on this. I immediately, when I heard that she died, was saying to myself all the way home, Trump, don't come out saying that you're going to nominate somebody before the election. Don't come out saying that you're going to nominate somebody before the election because I can remember back just four years ago to February 13th, 2016, when the news broke that Justice Antonin Scalia died. Antonin Scalia was the conservative lion. He was absolutely the most conservative voice at the time on the court. And he died in Texas. You know, there were conspiracy theories as to what was going on. Obviously, President Barack Obama was in his last year in office in his second term, so he wasn't going to be in the White House come the next year. There was a presidential election raging on, and now in that case, with Scalia dying in February, that meant there were nine months until the election and 11 months until inauguration day when a new president would be picked, and at the time we didn't know if it was going to be who it was going to be. It ended up being Trump. But what was happening back then was, (laughs) like often happens, the Democrats were saying President Obama has to nominate a judge, and the Senate must have the hearings, and we must go forth. And the Democrats wanted that done, and of course, everybody on the right was saying, no, no, not in a presidential election year, not with just nine months to go. 
And the first thing I thought was, well, it doesn't state that. So basically what happens is when there's an opening on the court, the president makes the nomination and the Senate confirms them and votes for them. And that's that's the way that it's it's always been and there doesn't say anything about not doing it in an election year. I understand in 2016 that the president was a Democrat and the Senate was Republican. Of course, there's been a lot made about that. That's the reason they didn't want to do it. But now it's okay because the president's Republican and the Senate is Republican. Uh, that doesn't matter. That That's just all made up bullcrap that, that everybody's saying. Here's the biggest problem. Everybody is hypocritical in this. The Democrats are hypocrites and the Republicans are hypocrites. So before we go any further with that, let me ask you. Your belief, being a conservative or Republican, being a younger person, what is your belief in what should happen here? Well, I think that they just need to follow, you know, what's in the Constitution. But I think that they should have a a little bit of grace with it, um, like waiting to even let people know like say like so trump's letting he's letting everybody know his nominee on saturday and so i think that they should at least wait until she's put into the ground you know just so that the i think that that gives not only the family but also you know america and i mean she's a person it's not just a spot that needs to be filled right off the bat sure but so, you know, and, and that's that's where I was. I, I well, I and I and um, I believe that same thing for a couple different reasons. The reason I said don't do this was because instantly I thought, oh my God, here it is. This is what's going to push us over the edge. And there will be no coming back from this. And of course, you hear people on the left saying, we're going to burn the cities if he does this. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're already doing that. Yeah. So you're, you're going to like refry the cities? Like, <laughs> I, I'm confused on what's happening there. That, that's really concerning to me. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what else is left to burn. But, I, I, you know, I, I just... To me, I thought that if he would just stop, if he just wouldn't do this, that he could come out. Because when he first was notified of her death, he acted like a regular person. He was like, oh my God, I hate to hear that. Thank you yeah, for telling me. And people because were was, shocked. Because people were... It was interesting. I watched that video. It was... Uh, he found out by like a... I don't know if it was a reporter or just a plain old person, but he was about to get onto the plane, I think. Yeah. Um, and he stopped to talk to some people and they like let him know. And you could le- legit see the, like the grief on his face, on his face, basically. Like he was, you know, he was shocked. He really cared. 
I wonder if he thought like, oh shit, this is this is just one more uphill battle I'm gonna have to face. Or I mean, you know, he, and I mean, maybe I didn't see that, but maybe maybe he really maybe he really meant it. And I think that's such a weird thing that everyone's talking about what a normal person he appeared to be. I mean, you know, yeah. like that's the I big that. news. I was a little shocked. I was a little shocked at how he. I mean, you could noticeably tell. Sure. Just because you know he's such a comes off as a cold person, you know. Yeah. Um, but you could just noticeably tell that it affected him. And, and 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 you know that's I'm glad that people were able to see that. I think that was clearly overshadowed by everything else with just in a few minutes because by the time I got home, I flipped on Fox News <clears throat> in time to watch Tucker Carlson and a guest talking about how he needed to make a pick and we needed to have a pick this week and I was like oh no don't do this already because I just see it as a deliberate poke in the eyes of the Democrats who just four years ago wanted to do this very same thing with a lot more time yeah. and we all went crazy and now we're, we're doing the exact opposite but they're saying the exact opposite too, and so you know it's like, I that's why I just choose to say you're a hypocrite and and she's a hypocrite and they're hypocrites and we're all hypocrites because that's uh, that's just the way it goes. So is it you do whatever you do when you're in power to the to the victor goes the spoils. Or should it be, you know, you have a, a little bit of common sense and a little bit of decency and you do the right thing. The big thing is how long this process takes. The shortest yeah. time it's ever taken was 40 days. Matter of fact, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was confirmed in 44 days, so she was on the shorter side. The she longest. The second. Yeah, yeah. She was the second shortest. Yes, that, that is correct. That's absolutely correct. I think Taft was the first one, right? Uh, that I do not know. I didn't go that far back. But yeah, that, that might, I mean, that sure, that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with it. Um, uh, Taney. Taney. The, who? 27 days. Wow, really? In 1864. Wow, that's, that is amazing. See, I mean, that's, that's great. The longest was 70 days. Oh, wait a second. I lied. I'm looking at something different. Oh, well, that's... Sorry. No, that's all right. I was gonna say, I thought I, 40 days was the said. shortest. Yeah, 40 days is the shortest. That was the days, um, like the day that they died before election day. Oh, oh, yes. Okay, yes, yes. That's what I was looking at. Sorry. Yes. Well, and so that's the thing. So she died uh, on Friday the 18th. Of course, this is being recorded on Tuesday, September 22nd. You're listening to it either on the 22nd or whenever you so listen to these shows. That being said, we are within 41 wake-ups before the election. And so if he names a person on Saturday, he names a nominee on Saturday, we will be at 38 days. So one of the things that I heard the Republican... Senator Tom Cotton say was repeatedly on a uh, Fox Sunday, uh, w one of the Sunday programs with Chris Wallace was, 
the president is going to name a, a nominee as he has the authority to do under the Constitution, and we are going to move ahead without delay. And he repeated it like three times, and I kept getting mad every time he said it. But then the third or fourth time, it, it dawned on me. He wasn't saying they were going to have a vote by or before the election. He just said we're going to move ahead without delay. Now, that's important to me because that's what they should do. Uh, yeah. and, and, the and you know, so uh, that's – I guess I'm mad at the Republicans for throwing such a bitch fit about it four years ago because what they should have done is let Barack Obama put a nominee up. He should have put a nominee up. He shouldn't have let anybody stop him. And then uh -huh. if the Senate – felt that person was a good nominee, they should have voted for him. And if they felt that they were not, they should have blocked him. And they right. would have done that however many times until whichever came first. They picked somebody or the election. The same thing should happen here. There's a lot of talk on whether or not it should be a Republican, or excuse me, whether or not it should be a woman, or whether or not it should be a minority. And I hate all that talk. It should be the best candidate for the job. Yeah. I feel like if, if Trump picked a white male, it, it would truly be the end of the world. I feel like even Trump, in all of his Trumpiness, I, I, like he's already came out and said that he was picking a woman. And I'm just like, oh, God, to me, that's pandering. Okay, but I could obviously, yeah, you want to see it as, oh, the best person for the job. But I could see where he would want to pick a woman to maybe kind of, you know, lead off of, like, everything that Ruth has paved out for women's rights and equals right, equal rights. <sighs> so if yeah. he wants somebody there that's going to really focus on that, I mean, yeah, sure, you could find a guy maybe who is just so obsessed with women's rights, you know what I mean? Sure. But it's, it's going to mean more to a woman. So maybe if he was being <sighs> strategic with it and he just wanted... Well, you know, sure. Someone like that in there um, for that reason. Now, I doubt it. I'm sure he's thinking, oh, a woman, uh, so that people can't say that I'm a, you know, a pig or, well, you know. I, yeah, absolutely. If it, I mean, just think, if he picked a black, female, transgender, uh, you know, judge, nominee... Right. I could see him doing that. What would the I left could say? I see him doing that to gain more Democratic votes. Yeah. Or liberal votes, especially since Biden is so on the fence, especially, you know, for Democrats. Yeah. But, um, and then changing, then changing his nominee whenever he wins the. Well, and that's, that's absolutely something. Yeah, that's something that, uh, that 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 could absolutely happen. That that has has happened. They they've nominated somebody, and the, the nominee has, after a while, you know, respectfully declined, or they have changed. That happens. So, real quick, let me go through. I, I want to say this for the folks that that maybe do not know. Uh, currently, the court is made up of eight judges because Ruth Bader Ginsburg did pass away. Uh, the chief justice is John Roberts. That uh, nomination came from George W. Bush back on September 29th, 2005. He is the chief justice. The associate justices then are Clarence Thomas. He was confirmed on 
102391 by George Herbert Walker Bush. Stephen Breyer was confirmed on August 3rd, 1994. Uh, he was put in by Clinton. Samuel Alito was confirmed on January 31st, 2006. He was nominated by George W. Bush. Sonia Sotomayor <laughs> was uh, confirmed on August 8th, 2009. Uh, he, she was nominated by Obama. Elaine Kagan also was Obama and was confirmed on August 7th, 2010. Neil Gorsuch was nominated by Trump and was confirmed on April 10th, 2017. And Brett Kavanaugh, in one of the most contentious ordeals of all time, was put in by, uh, nominated by Trump and was confirmed on October 6, 2018. Uh, and of course, then Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, passed away on the 18th of September, 2020. She had been nominated by Clinton on and was confirmed on uh, August 10th, 1993. Currently, the eight-person court is broke up like this. Clarence Thomas is furthest to the right, then Brett Kavanaugh, then Neil Gorsuch, then Samuel Alito, and then Chief Justice John Roberts, who was supposed to be some massive conservative who has started wandering back to the middle. He's as close to the middle as he can get. So you essentially have one, two, three, four, five judges on the right. However, it's really like four judges on the right, and John Roberts is in the middle. And then with the death of Ginsburg, you essentially have three justices on the left, with Sonia Sotomayor being the most left, <laughs> then Elaine Kagan, and... Uh, so we're not making fun, obviously, of this uh, Hispanic woman. Uh, it's just an inside joke. <laughs> and Elaine Kagan is uh, the next, and then Stephen Breyer. Uh, and now the other thing that's going to happen here, and it's going to be amazing. Which I, have, I have a quick question. Sure. How does that get measured whenever you're talking about he's you know, as close to the middle as he can get without going over. Well, how do they measure that? Is it based off of like things that they vote on? Their rulings, their, their, their rulings and their dissent and how they, how they view what they're looking at based off the constitution and, and their, their prior, their prior actions. So all of these people are attorneys. Most of them have been, um, just uh, judges on the court of appeals or or uh, district courts, and they have had a history of being, you know, conservative or liberal, and so you know your Democrat presidents are going to pick your more liberal judges. Your Republican uh, presidents are going to pick your more conservative judges, and so that's why uh-huh. it's important who the president is, and people don't realize this. For people who say, I hate Trump, but I voted for him because I knew that Hillary Clinton would nominate liberal judges, because what's going to happen here is, say Trump wins in November and he serves four more years, or say he gets beat, his impact on America will last for quite some time longer because 
he has essentially made the court a conservative court. He has yeah. put in two nominees, and if he does, in fact, put in this third nominee, either before the election or if he wins after the election, and hell, if, if Clarence, Clarence Thomas resign, retires uh, in the next four years like he has been talking about doing, that will give uh, Trump, if he wins, essentially one, two, three, four judges, and that will impact the court for decades to come because judges are lifetime appointments, so they way outlive their uh, presidents that put them there. Not not saying mm-hmm. like actually li- outliving them through life, but they live out their term. They live out the term, definitely, definitely. And so, right now, the court is more a conservative, a conservative uh, court, you know. And it, it swings, it swings, and it takes decades to do that. But it has been. Uh, both ways, uh, you know, and that just that just happens. Um, it's important that people know that the Supreme Court is the final arbiter of the law. Uh, the The job of the Supreme Court is to ensure Americans equal justice under the law. They are the guardian and interpreter of the Constitution. So that's why conservatives say it's important to have a conservative judge because we want them to live out their job, their duties in a way that speaks to conservative values dealing with the Constitution. And obviously those on the left say, well, we want them to approach the law under the liberal, you know, way of thinking about the Constitution. And so that's that's a big that's a big thing. Just a couple other facts that people may not know. Like I said earlier, the president picks the nominee. The Senate confirms. Once the president has a nominee, okay, uh, that pick, that person, is then sent to the Senate Judiciary Committee, of which there are 22 senators. There are 22 senators on the uh, Judicial Committee. It's made up of Republicans and Democrats, and what they do is hold hearings, Uh, the FBI does the full background check, and if they vote to then send the nominee onto the full Senate, they then then have a vote. And so um, the Judiciary Committee is um, kind of like a subcommittee of of the Senate, and they help oversee the nominees for the Department of Justice, the Office of uh, National uh, Drug, um, the National Drug uh, Coalition, the um, uh, Department of Commerce, and Department of Homeland Security. Uh, so that, that's a pretty big role. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um when the Senate Judicial Committee holds those hearings, they uh, take witnesses and statements and, and all of this together. And then basically what happens at that point, the full Senate will vote. And used to, it had to be three, uh, three-fifths of, of 60. Um, now, now with the nuclear option, nuclear option uh, it takes 51 senators to vote. 
And right now, Trump has that. Um, there have been a couple Republicans who said that they would not vote to push this forward if Trump nominated somebody, but they could always be talked and swayed. Who knows what would go on? I think that pretty much everyone, the way they're looking at it is says, if Trump nominates somebody, the Senate will vote that person in. That's why the left is going so crazy uh, because, you know, I think that they pretty much, they pretty much realize that that is going to be, you know, the way that it goes. And, and, Every from everything I'm hearing, like you said, Trump's saying he's going to name his nominee uh, on on Saturday, and so which now I guess it's Friday or Saturday. Yeah, because she she was uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was laying uh, in repose at the uh, rotunda at the state capitol. I think on Thursday and Friday. I think she was going to be buried on Friday. So then he might nominate after that, or he might nominate, I guess, on, on Saturday. Uh, still, the Senate's not then going to get to work on it until at least Monday, which yeah. which puts us even one more day day forward. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, I just, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I go back and forth on, on what's happening. I just see how how um how crazy it's going to be uh out in the world but <clears throat> the the other big thing is okay it doesn't let's put a put us to the side when the nominee will be picked but let's talk about who that could be so whether Trump does it now or say Trump wins and he does it next year, whenever he does it, okay, Trump has been very outspoken about his list of possible Supreme Court nominees. Back when he was running for the first time in 2016, his team put together a list straight out the gate pretty quick like and and that kind of galvanizes people on the right because they can see who he's picking who he's thinking about who's on his short list and they're like oh i I like these people so Uh just a couple weeks ago he added to that list and so that happened before she passed away um on the list there is one two three four Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven, thirty-eight. 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44. Uh, 44 names on this list, and uh, it's a good mix of about half and half, half men, half women. So if you take all those out uh, and you just have the women, then you're starting to narrow the field, and a big contender uh, has been Amy Conley Barrett, 
Uh, she yeah. is a judge on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit. She's a graduate of uh, Rhodes College and Notre Dame Law School and a former clerk to the Supreme Court, Justice Antonin Scalia. Uh, she is being... She was a law professor at Notre Dame, right? Yes, yes. Is a Hoosier. Um, definitely there, the Indiana... Uh, is definitely claiming her as as we claimed John Roberts as well. Um, you know she worked under Antonin Scalia, and she's being kind of hailed as a as definitely a right leaning conservative justice. You know, it, it very w- religious. Yes, yes, that's absolutely true. Uh, Which is one of the. Sorry, I keep no, interrupting. No, you're fine. But, but I guess like so, when she was like a finalist or something last time. And they kind of thought that maybe, like, her supporters, I guess, if she has, like, fans or whatever, were kind of thinking that she didn't get chosen because of how Catholic she is. <laughs> okay, yes, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and that's, you know, and that's something because the, the left will will um, will pick that apart. I mean, you know, uh, and... Uh, you know, uh, there there will be people who will listen to this that'll be like, ah, yeah, that's you know, whatever. But, um, you know, I I guess it just, you know, it I guess it depends on what your belief, uh, politically yeah. and, and religiously is on that. I mean, you know, it doesn't. I'm not a Catholic. It doesn't bother me that she's a Catholic, and uh, you know, I I know that she is also. You know, a a lawyer, and uh, it appears to be. Um, that she has had a good education. And so, you know, you just have to look at the cases and that's when it starts really getting in the weeds for people because it's hard for people to look those up. That starts to get into a lot of research. And so basically that's why it just comes down to when presidents are running and when they're in office, they have this list and people can see it and you can just basically be, you know, mostly assured unless something crazy happens like John Roberts, that Trump's list of people are going to be conservative. So they're going to be mostly for small government. They're going to look at the constitution as it was written and they're going to be, you know, religious pro guns and, and um, you know, pro the sanctity of marriage and, and yada yada yada. Those on the left would be look at the Constitution more as a living document, or maybe look at it as a you know worthless document, um, and you know be more liberal minded as far as uh, you know gun issues and abortion and immigration right, and, and things yeah. like that. You know so. Uh, it's definitely, um, this is definitely a big thing. Uh, this is one of the biggest things that a president does. And uh, here's the deal. I've said openly several times that I think Trump should nominate his person on November 4th. Now that's not going to happen. He's going to nominate his person in just a couple days. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Yeah. He wants to do it. (laughs) Absolutely. And uh, it's it's going to be what it's going to be. It's going to it's going to be interesting to see how the left reacts to this. Um, my whole thing is there will come a day when the Democrats will be in charge, and there will be a Democrat in office, and there will be a Democrat Senate, 
and there will be a retirement or a death in office. And will the Republicans want this to happen, or is it very much, like I said, to the victor goes the spoils? What's your... I mean, I know where you stand on what you think Trump should do, but can you... Can I mean, can you see or can you argue in, at any to the point of, well, you know, it, it says that he can do this and it says the Senate can do this. So, I mean, you know, what's the there? He's not doing anything wrong by doing this is what I'm getting. Yeah, at. I, I would just I'm sure. I mean, the ball's kind of in his court right now, and he definitely I'm sure he's going to take advantage of it because. I mean, I don't know who has the most. Basically, I'm sure he's going to want to add another um, justice that he gets to add to the Supreme Court. And I'm sure he wants to be the person in his head who uh, chooses a nominee the quickest and add that to it. But I don't know. I don't I don't really think that there's anything wrong. Obviously, everyone's a hypocrite. So I don't know amongst like Republicans and Democrats. So maybe I'm just used to it. But. I don't know, as long as as long as Ruth is like in the ground first and then they're proceeding forward and they're treating her like a person and you know doing it that way. That's I think Go ahead. if anything, I think who's being super shady about it, which this is like I'm sure this like leads into a whole different thing, but I think it's so weird that Biden is refusing to give out his list of not like his nominees who he would be thinking of well so yes that that's that's uh that and then another issue with uh ginsburg is was where i was going next but uh biden or rather biden's handlers are not revealing his picks and Which I, I think that's so shady yeah i don't because understand Trump, what the point is that. It, you know do I? I don't understand what the point is with that. Well, I mean, we know that he's going to pick liberal judges. Well, and it's just with Trump, you know, he's he's the president now, and you know, it's in the Constitution that he can give a nominee. You know what I mean? Sure. And it's just up to the Senate whether or not they're going to block it or not. So, but I think that Biden is kind of like ruining himself a little bit because he should be transparent and like letting the people know since we're in this interesting predicament who he would like i think he should i think he should be made to say who his nominees is because if he's president and say like say if they were to wait you know or if the senate does block it and they were to wait until biden becomes president like until the next president and if it is biden i think that it's kind of crap that he didn't let the voters know before they voted for him who that was because it's kind of the same with Trump. The voters are going to know who it is Absolutely. before they vote for him Absolutely. for the next term. Well, and you know, the, the thing, the thing is there, uh, you know, who knows what he's doing or what his handlers are, are doing. Uh, Biden has pushed back obviously against, uh, Trump's campaign stating uh, that you know they are just playing a game I, I, that doesn't make sense to me 
because um, it seems like Biden is playing the game. But, of course, Biden is saying that there are good reasons that candidates don't release lists. And um, at at, uh, a speech that he gave at the Constitution Center in Philadelphia uh, just on Sunday, Biden praised Ginsburg for her achievements um, and stated that uh, she was a level of standing in American culture that had been held by few Supreme Court justices. Uh, he said that she did as much to advance the constitutional rights, opportunities, and justice for women as Justice Marshall did for African Americans. He implored the Senate Republicans to let the winner of the November 3rd election decide who would fill the seat. Uh, and he told them to do otherwise would risk uh, irreversible damage to the American democracy, which I think is a little bit uh, crazy to say that. He also addressed the people who wanted to know who, who hit, was on his list, and he stated that President Donald Trump releasing the list uh, was just playing games. As I said, Biden said that uh, the Trump's focus on a list is an indication that the um, uh, he's trying to use it, in in other words, to to uh, to kind of pander and to and to stir to stir the uh, the the American people up. Mm-hmm. He, he was quoted saying, there's a reason why no okay. presidential candidate other than Donald Trump has ever done such a thing. First, putting a judge's name on a list like that could influence that person's decision-making as a judge, and that would be wrong, Biden said. Second, anyone put in a list like that under these circumstances will be subject to unrelenting political attacks because any nominee I would select would not get a hearing until at least 2021 at the earliest. And finally, he said he didn't want his decision to be based on a partisan election campaign. And so, uh, you know, to me, those seem like lame duck excuses. Yeah, bullshit reasons of, of of why he's not releasing this. Yeah. Uh, if if this is something that he is so passionate about, then let the people know who you're thinking of. Maybe that would sway the people. Of course, it's not going yeah, to, and could, it's all a game. It, right, but it could work in his favor, but he doesn't know because he's not releasing it. Well, he doesn't know like because he doesn't so... know where he's at. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just feel like he's playing it way too safe for his own good because he really wants to... You know, he's making it have to do with the election. Absolutely, and saying and that he's like not. That's not right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, Trump, he's like legally allowed to give. You know, he's the president now. Yep. I mean, I feel like I, I just feel like that. That's the difference there. Now, don't get me wrong. At at, at first, whenever I was like looking into it and stuff, I was like, man. The list that he had for like nominations, I was like, oh, this is so controversial because of the people that he had chosen. I mean, it's changed now that he's like, oh, we need a woman. And like the two different names that he's added to it, uh, you know, make it a little bit better for me. But before it was, oh, I forget their names now. I was telling you about it the other day, but like one of them. uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. 
on the cases that the the the, the possible nominees on Trump's list ha- have have been a part of uh, here recently. Some pretty high profile cases dealing with some um, police action shootings uh, of yeah. Of one some, was like who was you know got to they have to make the decision on whether or not to uh, do something about Breonna Taylor's um, death who shot her. Yeah. And then uh, the other one, it was someone who had a lot to do with like, um, like the DACA stuff. And absolutely. Absolutely. And that's very high profile. Yeah. Um, one of the other things, like a time, I just, Basically, where, where I was coming with that, I just feel like in this time, which granted that list was a little bit older, like it wasn't released, you know, sure. last week. Yeah. But I just feel like in this time, it would be really dumb of him to pick someone, even if he felt like they could possibly do the best job. But I just feel like it would not be good for him, especially election time, to choose people so controversial. And so if he were to go in that direction, I would be like, what the heck is happening? <laughs> well, and, and and the thing is, where where really diehard, real staunch conservatives are going to say, well, these people have the strong conservative values that we like, and and people who might be a little bit more moderate or or can see you know both sides of the coin can just say exactly what you're saying. One of the other very controversial things I think that's going on right now, along with along with what you were just mentioning, is this fact that everybody on the left is, continues to harp on the fact that they're saying Ruth Bader Ginsburg, her dying wish was for Obama to, excuse me, it was for Trump to not be the president to pick her uh, replacement that she wanted the next president. Well, first of all, the next president very likely will be Trump. <laughs> so it, that's fine. Like the crazy ass in the uh, audio that everyone heard at the beginning of this episode, like she said, you just needed to make it to 2021. Well, what happens <laughs> if Trump's the president in 2021? Right. And she died on January 1st, 2021. Then Trump still names, you know, what what kind of convoluted bullshit would they have to say that would not allow Trump to, to pick uh, someone there? Furthermore, nothing about wishes is in the Constitution. It's not a, it's not like, uh, you know, you don't get three wishes. It's not a genie lamp. It's not, uh, you know some kind of magic wand that just grants you uh, you know any type of wish that you want it the Constitution says if there's a vacancy the president nominates and the Senate confirms period point blank that's that's the end of it and whatever happened 16 years ago or excuse me whatever happened four years ago in 2016, I don't agree with what happened then either, and I, I don't necessarily agree what's happening now or, or what could happen or what will happen. I just know that it's it's that kind of back-and-forth ignorancy that, uh, and I don't even know that's a word, ignorance, ignorancy, uh, maybe, whatever, that ignorance that causes us to be 
so flippin' crazy. But for people to be going on national TV and for Anderson Cooper and and Hollywood stars to be like, oh, it's her, it was her dying wish. Well, what if somebody would have said that about Antonin Scalia? He had jotted down on the side of the bed that he did not want Obama to pick didn't. his his person but he didn't I, I understand that but so are you giving credence to the wish well i mean first of all it's just a wish just because she wishes it well, doesn't then, mean that anything is going to happen right i mean but that's not what the people who are saying it are saying it for they are wanting us to take that as the gospel right but obviously or at least i would hope people aren't so insane like obviously that's not how it works. But, I mean, if it were like, oh, I don't, you know, don't don't pick any, don't release your nominee until I'm in, you know, the ground or something, I could understand that a little bit more. But, first of all, I bet it's fake. Unless there's like a video or a video or like a, sorry, not video, or a um, audio of her like saying this, I'm sure that they just caught wind of something and they're just taking advantage of it because that's what the media does and they just want the public <laughs> to think that, you know. Right, right. Oh, uh, but I don't think it's something to get all worked up over. I mean, it's just one of those other little things that they people just hold on to and then just stretch it out so much until there's hardly anything left of it. They've beat so, the justice like a... So no, like I don't dead think horse just because dead justice. <laughs> what? So I don't think just because she said it was her dying wish, or we've heard that it may have been her dying wish. Because again, I didn't see the well, video sure. where she said that. I didn't hear it. Yeah, she didn't tell it to me. I don't think that we should abide obliged by it. She could have called and me sure and told me. <laughs> and I'm sure she knows that too. I'm, you know, it could just be like a oh, I really hope that this doesn't happen, because I'm sure she does hope that, or did well, hope that, I guess. But but <sighs> it's a lot different than, oh, you need to listen to me, because I'm the all-powerful, notorious RVG, so... Well, you, you know, she, she... She went all in on her bet, and, and the House won, as, as it always does... In, in this case, I mean, she what? could have stepped down. She could have retired when Obama was in office. That's what I was just about to ask. Why didn't she? Because she really wanted to so... go and go and go. So then, you know, she's waiting, waiting, waiting. She just needs to, you know what I mean? Which I'm sure she does know that. I mean, again, we're just, we're basing it off of what people have said and what in her family could you know be twisting things out too i mean i don't know i'm just saying that but sure i just feel like she has been in the game long enough and she's she's smart obviously because she was in that position she wanted to be in the game till the very end and she understood the consequences of that you know so maybe which i hope that this doesn't sound like how it's going to if that makes sense but She's probably thinking more about herself in that position rather than the position Absolutely. in general. Sure. Like, rather than thinking, oh, I just really want a liberal in this position. Let me retire now so that I can be sure that Barack Obama gets to choose the next younger person. 
she was thinking, no, I need to be in this position as long as possible. It's the power. It's the power. I, I don't care who you are. Something happens to you when you're an elected official or an appointed official, and, and it becomes the end-all, be-all, and, and it is, uh, it's... It becomes everything, and, and that's that's what what everything else is is measured by, and so I think that this is going to play out very interesting. I don't think that we uh, have have gotten anywhere close to uh, the chaos and the craziness that this is going to bring forth. I think that it's going to get a whole hell of a lot worse before it gets better. I do think that. One way or another, we are going to end up with yet one more conservative justice, whether that be before November 3rd or after November 3rd. I believe that Donald Trump will be handed a sound victory on November 3rd. I think he will be our president for another four years. So whether it's a conservative judge... <laughs> Shit, <laughs> that he that he uh, vote Joe to the nursing home, uh, vote Joe for the president of the no not nursing Joe home. Biden. Oh God, Joe Joe Jorgensen. Yeah, not Joe Biden. Shit. Uh, so uh, the problem <laughs> with libertarians are they need uh, crayons and coloring books. The majority of them. But, uh, yes, you could do see, that. See, but I think there's some... That's what I hate. It's all these grouping stuff. There's just as immature Republicans who just don't make any sense ever. Yes. As there are libertarians... Liberals, I should say. I truly believe that. Yeah, oh, yes. But, yes. But, anyhow. Well, good. We'll have to continue following this uh, and uh, give an update as we get closer. Of course, we are just uh, days before early voting begins here in the great state of Indiana. If you're listening to this outside of Indiana, you'll have to check your local offices for when voting begins. Um, We will continue following this. We'll follow the nominee, and if there's any great uh, goings-on, obviously we can talk about it here and on the live videos on Facebook. You're listening to Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilberry. She's Reagan, and we'll be right back. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. That's going to do it for this 122nd episode of Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbury. And for Reagan, we both want to say thanks for giving us the time that you give us. Share the show with everyone you know. Remind them we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites simply by Googling Bilbury Podcast. Until next time, remember to stay active, stay involved, stay engaged, make sure that you're educated, and above all else, be a good human being. God bless, and we'll look forward to talking to you again real soon. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765 546 
9796. Till next time, remember, perception, perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.